This is the Angry GM, and this is the supplemental Q&A to the article I just finished proofreading aloud about how to make your players track inventory and why they don't suck at it because your players just suck at everything. If you haven't yet listened to that recording or read that article, you probably should do so before I entertain questions and comments, um, which I will now be taking from the those who are listening in. And we will start with a question from Ralphius, which is, would you suggest stressing the importance of inventory management via a shared document like the one you outlined during a session zero to manage expectations at the outset? I would not. I mean, you can. A session zero um, is... You know, it's a good is as good a place as any to do that if you feel the need to do a session zero. But as I'm going to address um, soon in the true campaign managery uh, series, session zeros aren't really necessarily necessary, and maybe you should just skip them. But also, like this isn't the sort of thing I'd like to bog down at a session zero. This is the sort of thing that like. That's not what session zeros are for. Uh, also, I'm glad you appreciate this, but the Q&A thread um, is not for telling me thank you for giving you the answer. It is not for conversation. Just post the questions and then leave it alone. Thank you. Otherwise, I get confused. Winter Whoosh, any chance you'd share your encumbrance sheet program? Well, it's not a program. It's just a sheet. And sure, I'd be happy to do that. I can't do it, do it right now. Um, I would need to build a blank one. Uh, like I only have the copy that I built for the players and it's got some base sheets. I would be happy to share it though so that anybody who wants to can take a look at it and read it. Um, however, um, the issue is I am running Advanced Dungeons and Dragons second edition. So I am not sure it will be really super useful to most of you, but I will happily share it. Okay. Kaladrev, what were the things that you wanted to get out of inventory tracking that caused you to create the online document? Well, I mean, really, that it was the thing was really so what's important? Okay. And in this case, what was really coming up more than anything was movement rate. Because again, I am doing AD&D second edition, and it was overland movement rate that was the problem. Okay, because like tactical movement rate um, in AD and D is pretty is is uh, pretty low down on the importance scale because it's not super heavy about positioning and also because encumbrance is really a shitty thing to use to track tactical movement. Like if your encumbrance system has much to do with combat, you're probably doing it wrong. But that's again another story. So I really just wanted to to get down to two things. Number one, I wanted to be able to compute overland travel because I need to keep track, accurate track of times and dates because there's a couple of time and date important things going on in my campaign. And number two, the players were leaving stuff behind. They had pack animals, but they would store stuff in different towns as they were making their way across the landscape. Um, and so we needed to know what was stored where. As a third thing, I needed a way to match up, um, like my, I don't tell my players what things are, I describe what they have found. So my players, 
might find a like an angular, uncut, you know, clear purple gemstone or clear purple mineral. And they won't know what that is until they get it appraised or until someone examines it or whatever, if one of them tries to do the appraisal in the field or what have you. But um, the, uh, you know, they I need a way to match that up to what I have in my list. Okay, so I needed to see how they were recording things and keep careful track of it. And then, you know, on my own sheet, there is a hidden sheet where I have kept track of what the party has actually discovered with its actual values so that I can match it up with the things they have, right? So those were the three big things is I needed to keep track of their treasure. I needed to know how how fast they were moving in overworld travel. And I needed to know where they were storing shit. Okay. Which meant then that like that decision or understanding that outline then told me I don't need to sweat like dungeon. Like if you find treasure in the dungeon, I don't need to sweat how that changes your encumbrance on a minor level. And really all I ever need to know is how fast the slowest member of the party can move. So that's what allowed me to drop all that. You know what? During the game, I don't care. But between sessions, go over your inventory sheet, make sure you've updated it properly, and then I can look at it. I can match it up to my own records to see what items you have that you haven't identified or whatever. And then at the start of every session, I could say, okay, what's your movement rate this session? Because we're only worrying about it for overland travel. And if something does come up, like we're going to drag this 300 pounds of silver coins back to town on a drag litter, which did happen, or we need to drag these two bodies back up to the surface for burial, which did happen, I can make quick on the spot adjustments there for the, the character's time and movement. So there you go. Those were the major assumptions. Okay. Bazool, how do you handle unknown item? Isn't a bazool like a rock that you get from a goat's stomach that cures poison? I'm pretty sure I learned that from Harry Potter. How do you handle unknown items from the player's perspective in the inventory sheet? I'm actually pretty sure I just told you. Like, uh, I described the item. In fact, I know I just told you, but I'm just going to reiterate. I describe the items they find. But then that's my oeuvre all the time. I don't tell my players, you have found a, uh, a wand of scrumptiousness. I will instead say you have found a slender piece of bone that is, you know, topped with brass or whatever and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. This is it. And then they, they're going to have to figure out that it's a wand of scrumptiousness or whatever. But it's the same for gems or whatever. Uh, Athator, you are banned from asking questions. Um, anyway, so if you have any questions about today's proofread, they will not be uh, responded to. And if you don't ask a question today, you will be banned from the next one or the next live chat. You will be banned until you have asked one question that I refuse to answer. I'm taking a hardline stance on joke slaying now. I'm done with it. This is, you know what? I live for two things. One is yelling at people who are being stupid. And the other one is I live to joke. And I'm tired of my jokes being killed. So, <laughs> so that's it. Athator killed my joke. Athator doesn't get to ask a question until he asks at least, or she, until they ask one question that I refuse to answer. Uh, and if the question isn't a good one, if you ask it just to clear the status, I'm going to tell you that one doesn't count. 
Okay, you are going to be deprived of an answer or never ask a question again. <laughs> that that's insane. That's a cut your own switch kind of uh, punishment right there, right? It's like now now you have to make up a question, but you have to make it sound like it's a good one so that it'll trick me into thinking it was the question I refused to answer. Good luck with that. Now I'm going to have to make a new status for banning too. Also, now you interrupted. Um, but then again, uh, I was just basically reiterating the answer I'd already given Bazool. Um, one of the other things, since I'm waiting for two other people who are typing to actually finish their questions so I have something to say, um, one of the other things to note is that in AD&D &D 2nd Edition, it's a lot harder to recognize and identify magical items. Um, Firstly, because just sitting and cooing at an item will not tell you that it is magical, let alone give you its name and special powers and command words and everything else. Uh, some magical items do not even appear magical. I had a player in my AD&D game who actually, I was, a, became, who, he came very, very close to accidentally using a magic item he did not recognize as a magic item as a spell component for a spell, thus nearly destroying a magic item, which would have been funny. Um, but, you know, so the, that's also why it's important that I am as descriptive as possible, uh, but do not give information, um, you, you know, do not just freely give information. Uh, one of my players, she had a blast two sessions ago because the party discovered a haversack. And at some point I have to tell the haversack in the Dwarven Cheese Wheel story, but she discovered a haversack. Finally, the party has a haversack, which if you force your players to track inventory, by the way, if you force them to go through this shit, then nothing makes them happier than the haversack or the, the bag of holding or the portable hole or the, you know, Mordenkainen's magnificent chest or Leoman's secret chest or whatever it is, okay? That inventory management stuff becomes a real prize. Holy shit, were they happy. Anyway, she spent hours at camp unpacking the thing and then packing it back up and experimenting, trying to figure out what its limits were and how much it weighed and how much you could put in it before it couldn't hold one more thing. And because she made it a point of doing that in the game, I let her outline the parameters of the bag and kind of gave her the identify. But the party didn't even have to cast a spell. They, they recognized it from my description that it was behaving weird. Um, so they knew it was magical right off the bat. And then she just started fucking around with it. And she's like, oh, well, now I know everything I need to know about this thing. So it, it was a really fun thing that made the discovery of a fairly simple magical item a lot of fun. And even a magical item that just gives stats is, is fun in that. Like I have, um, the elf player is wearing a set of magical bracers that he is absolutely sure are magical and has no idea what they are doing. Um, I know what they're doing. And of course that requires me to keep separate track of everything. But then again, as a GM, you should be keeping track of your player stats. But meanwhile, enough about how awesome I am at handling magical items and how awesome my players are at playing with them because Ralphius and Dan Floor have both finally typed questions. So Dan Floor says, would you set aside a few minutes at the beginning or end of every session to remind the players to update the inventory sheet? Hell no. 
Uh, there is a, a week, sometimes two weeks, from one session to the next. I am not setting aside a few minutes from my precious game time for them to do paperwork and math and for me to check it. No, they can do it between sessions. I remind them between sessions when I send out my weekly reminder, hey, we have a game tomorrow or next week or you know this date or whatever, don't forget to update your inventory. And if I'm reviewing the inventory and I see something amiss, I send a message via Discord to that player and say, um, excuse me, bot, um, you ate this magical honeyed oat cake that was given to you by someone you think may have been a god, uh, and it is still listed on your inventory sheet. Can you tell me, pray, how that happened? Um, stuff like that. But no, this is not, like, the rule is you don't have to do play with this during the game as long as you do it between the game. That's the agreement we all have, because none of us want to do it during the game anyway. Ralphius. Assuming a greater focus is on items that affect travel or reside in a specific location, like the gold example of retrieving bodies, are character-specific items like ammunition or more of a player honors? No, nothing is on an honor system. Well, okay. Everything and nothing is on an honor system. That is, if I tell my players the rule is this or that or whatever... I expect my players will generally follow the rules, and if they don't follow the rules, it is because it was a mistake or they forgot or an oversight or they ran out of time or something else. I don't assume my players are trying to cheat things, and I don't assume my players are trying to, to ignore things that I have said are important, but also I do check it, number one, to make sure that, they, that it doesn't slip their mind too often, um, but number two, because... I, I trust people, but I still verify things, okay? So yes, they do need, their ammunition is tracked. And in fact, um, this is another thing that came up last session. Last session, the two ar uh, archers were juggling arrows. They were splitting the remaining arrows between them because they had burned through a few more arrows than they should have, and one of them was running low. So one of the archers gave the other archer half the arrows that were left. So... You know, these things, they come up, they're important. The party was not expending, expecting to spend um, four or five days delving into this underground complex, which turned out to be a massive, sprawling underground complex rather than just a simple uh, little temple, which is what they were expecting. Uh, and also, they had encounters with flying monsters and with an ooze that um, dissolves weapons and armor, uh, one of them lost their, their leather armor, and one, one of the players has actually broken, like, three shields since the start of the game. They are just burning through shields. And I don't even, like, the funny thing, there's not, like, a shield breakage rule. It's not like you can expend your shield to, uh, you know, reduce damage or whatever, which is a stupid-ass rule, by the way. Any game that has that rule is a stupid-ass game, okay? But I don't have specific, like, breakage rules or whatever, um, but nonetheless, the player still has managed to burn through something like three shields. Winterhoosh, what rule do you use for recovering ammunition like arrows? Um, sure. Okay, so the rule is simple. You don't. Like, you almost can't. There's, there's almost never, like, it just, it hasn't come up. The players haven't even tried, and that might be my fault. Okay? What I would do is this. Okay? I figure out what made sense in the situation, okay? Arrows that hit a soft body, like, you know, if you're firing arrows into a puppy, 
um, yeah, they're probably not going to get destroyed. And, you know, if you try to retrieve some. And, I, you know, I have a general sense. Like, as a GM, you can kind of get close to things. I know how many arrows a, a player fired in general in a combat, and I know how many of them missed. If all their shots have missed, then fine. Okay, in theory, if one of my players did try to retrieve arrows, I would let them retrieve some of the arrows. I would also hypothetically let them retrieve the arrow heads of arrows that hit, um, and then bring them into town, because we do have a... I, I, he, I don't know if I'd let a Fletcher, uh, uh, let a Smith do it instead of a Fletcher, because we're using the 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 the, uh, the non-weapon efficiencies rules, but I would let them then use those arrowheads to like get more arrows or get arrows at a discount or something. And if one of my players is listening, either because they're here listening live or they're in the um, or or they're listening to the recording and they start thinking of trying to retrieve their arrows, then I guess uh, you know I'll figure it out and then remind me next time I hold a live Q and A, uh, and I'll tell you what I did because I don't. I don't come up with systems until I need them, okay? I don't try to pre-solve problems. The arrow recovery thing has not been a problem yet. Frankly, arrow running out hasn't really been much of a problem until now. And it's because of the specifics of they had a really hard trek across the wilderness. It was only a two-day trip, but it turned out to be a nightmare of a trip. And then they descended into a dungeon where they were expecting a fairly simple like temple-type setup. And instead, it is a sprawling underground monastery that they keep asking, are you sure this was built by humans and not dwarves? Because this is friggin' a lot for humans to be living underground. Like, they, they have, they, they've gone really above and beyond. And the, the funny thing is, it's a cult of astrologers and stargazers. They have decided to build their secret lair a hundred feet, like ten stories underground. The best place for observing the sky. Anyway, uh, I'm just waiting for Dan Floor to type... Uh, his question, and then we'll, uh, yep. And I'm afraid to pause because the last time I paused while I was waiting for questions to come in, I forgot to unpause. And then I had to answer a question twice. And the question involved the rant, so I had to deliver the same hilarious rant twice. And now Dan Floor has stopped typing, which doesn't help. So I'm going to pause, and if this is the end of the, oh, nope, it's here. Who updates inventory mid-session when it's something that affects gameplay the world like rations running out mid Oh my god. Like, you guys really are upset about the whole nitty-gritty of all this stuff. This is your problem right here. I don't know. When we run out of inventory mid-session, I'll find... Or run out of rations mid-session, we'll find out. I think right now... We have one player. She is... She's like me, she's kind of a meticulous record keeper, and she has taken responsibility for tracking the, the party's rations. So when I say everybody expend a, a pound of rations, but that's really what it is. It's like, okay, it's the end of the day. Um, and, um, you know, it's the end of the day, everybody mark off one unit of food, and then everybody marks off a unit of food. Or one of the players says, 
I will mark off a unit of food, okay? Keep in mind, when I said we don't have to update the, the whole inventory encumbrance thing mid-session, mid I wasn't saying your inventory will never ever change during the game. What I was saying is you don't have to refigure your encumbrance or do all the math or go into the spreadsheet. If you just wanna use a tr piece of scratch paper to just track changes or cross out a quantity and write a new quantity, the math doesn't all have to add up yet. You can audit the math at the end of the game. You know, that's what I meant. Obviously, when the players find an item, somebody's gotta write it down, and when they use an item, somebody's gotta write it down or something. But, you know, it's like, and then when they run out of food, they run out of food, they're like, uh, okay, everybody mark off a day of food. Oh, uh, we don't have any more food. Okay, then everybody make a saving throw versus uh, death, right? I think that, I don't know how the, the starvation rules work in AD&D second edition. And, okay. Next question, uh, what was the question? You know what? You're a dumbass suit. Number one, I saw what was going on in the chat and it was, there was this whole thing. Maybe the psyop was that he's going to try and get us to ask the question. Um, and then, you know, and then we're going to be in trouble. That's not what it was. Okay. Nobody has actually asked the question. I'm kind of impressed by that, but I am tempted to just end. I here was my the thing. I was going to end this recording the moment somebody asked the question. I was going to say, well, that's the question, because it was very clearly something I didn't want to deal with, and I said it in basically the second to last paragraph. I said, this is a story for another time. I didn't want somebody asking me about, well, how would you build an entire encumbrance system, which is the sort of thing someone would do. And that was my prediction to Proselys, okay, was somebody is going to ask me to build the encumbrance system I said that I'm not building today. Um, so, you know... But now, but you guys couldn't just leave it alone and just ask questions. And, you know, so now do, you know, you're the dumbass. Congratulations. Anyway, but I will answer Junk's question because I'm not going to punish everyone for you, but you are also banned from asking questions until you ask a question I don't ban. Because now I have to invent a status for this. Um, so both Athator and Zoot are now have a Q&A ban. Um, for one question. So. Junk, is item and wealth management something you could delegate to a quartermaster like calling and mapping? I mean, sure, if you want to do that bullshit. Like calling and mapping and quartermastering. Okay, these are things that don't need to be delegated. Okay, they are all kludge fixes to basically a non-problem. If somebody in the party wants to map, they can map, okay? If they're going to map, I do want an explanation as to how their character is mapping. I don't care who it is, but they better have at least a piece of paper and some charcoal, because it doesn't take much to draw a map, okay? Because we're not drawing a survey here. It's not a survey map. When somebody is drawing a map in the game so that they can navigate a space, all they have to do is draw some basic symbols and write little notes, like this is whatever, okay? Okay, as for calling, calling is like the last bastion of the GM who can't just manage the pace of their game. Okay, and quartermastering is again something where I don't care how the party does it. I don't care how you, these are my rules. Your character has an inventory sheet. 
If there is something that you want to use, it better be on the inventory sheet. If it's not on the inventory sheet, you do not have it to use. Who manages what and how you manage it, I don't care. If every if everybody wants to assign one person to be the poor person to update everybody's inventory, then fine and dandy. Honestly, I'm not even sure the player who is doing most of the inventory management for my group right now is really someone who likes doing that stuff. I think she is, but um, she's, you, you know, I, I think she likes keeping records and stuff because she is kind of like me in that respect. But I don't know if she's doing it because she likes it or because she's actually the character with the highest strength. So she's got the best encumbrance. So she ended up from the start of the game being the person that everybody was just tossing items at and saying, can you put this in your backpack? Because if I carry literally one more arrow, I will break like a twig because I have an elven strength. Okay, so she ended up just being the person who was carrying all the party's gear. Okay, and gradually that morphed into when the party got pack horses, she started managing that too. And then finally I took pity on her and made a tool. But I don't care who does this stuff. All I care is that when I need an answer, it is there. If the party feels that mapping is important, somebody can keep a map. If the party feels that tracking inventory, that somebody, one person can track all the party's inventory, that's something they can work out. I don't care as long as you can tell me what's in your pack when I ask. Or if I ask, where are you keeping that? Okay. Winter Whoosh is asking, but not asking, is the party caller superseded by the arbitrary game turn? Which just proves Whoosh doesn't listen. The party caller is not superseded by the arbitrary game turn. The party caller is a role that is unnecessary if a game master knows how to call for actions. That's it. You don't need an arbitrary, like the arbitrary game turn, it was a metaphor. It was a metaphor I used to explain how everything doesn't have to happen in six second increments, okay? The party caller is not superseded by anything. The party caller is unnecessary if a game master just knows how to say, okay, uh, Alice, you're up. What do you do? Huh, okay, that's going to take 10 minutes. While Alice is doing that, what are you going to do? Okay, that'll take you two minutes. Whatever, okay. Or in combat. And then Alice's swords snicker snacks through the goblin. And now, and the goblin dies. And as the goblin falls dead, Bob, Bob, what does Bob do? Okay, it's not... There's not, or it's not superseded by anything. It's unnecessary if you know how to run a fucking game. That's what it is. Okay, calling is because people don't know how to manage pacing. Okay, I'm getting a time warning here and nobody has asked any more questions since I started doing that rant. And uh, so I think this is probably a good place to end. Uh, so thanks everybody for asking questions. Um, and uh, that's it. So I will talk to you all again soon. Uh, bye.